Okay, John, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, do you have the script? Okay, Hoser. Yeah, where are the lyrics? On the twelfth day of Christmas, my brew pub gave to me Twelve brewers brewing, eleven pilsers popping, ten loggers lapping, nine doubles dropping, eight barmaids barring, seven doppels blocking, six goes gagging, five quadrupeds, four quarters, three doggers, two oatmeal stouts, and a tankard full of wee heavy. Welcome to Dripless Drinks. My name is Mark. My name is John. And today, it is a very Merry Christmassy episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we've got a pair of them to drink today. Uh, we've uh, been pairing our offerings down to just one, if you will. Pun intended. Pairing, but, offering. I get it. I'm there. So, uh, yeah. So today, anyway, all joking aside, <laughs> that was terrible um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no we're good so uh anyway we've got a pair of christmas beers today and the first one on the docket since it's since it's christmas first off merry christmas to you and yours john oh merry christmas to you and yours ah, thank you thank you very much the first uh first beer on the docket here is bell's christmas ale and this is a scotch ale from bell's out of comstock michigan and I will go around the label. First off, on the label, I don't know if you see this too, John, but there's a like a Christmas tree, and I don't know if those... It looks mm-hmm. like yellow ornaments, but they could also be pears or potentially grapefruit, but I don't know what they would be doing on an evergreen. <laughs> yeah, usually grapefruit aren't on evergreen. I'm not much of a botanist, but I know that much. <laughs> on the uh, Actually, on the very top, if you look at the very top, Mm-hmm. There's also the Christmas tree oh, on the yeah. top on the on the cap. I like that. But on the back, it says, This traditional scotch ale is rich and malty with notes of caramel and a warm finish, certain to make any occasion festive or at least a bit more bearable <laughs> by, <laughs> by ourselves this year. Enjoy the with the company of friends and family. I should have read that first. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know what? I, we're we're know- going to enjoy it with, with ourselves anyway, even though we're doing the... You know the virtual hangout thing, yeah. So then at the bottom, it uh, it says shelf life six months, so uh, we're well within the realm of that. This one was packaged in September. It is now December. We're only three months mm-hmm. along, and alcohol seven point five percent by volume, which kind of hits the mark for uh, Scotch ales, usually somewhere in that six and a half to mm-hmm. nine range. You know, the other thing I've noticed on the website is that they put the original gravity on this. Oh, and. And what's which is a 1.075, uh, and those of you out there who are into brewing um, will recognize that as being a, kind of a sweetness level, I guess is what they're trying to get across to it uh, by saying that. So, um, hmm. so are you we expecting should... sweets out of this one? Because with most Scotch ales, there is that caramel, mm-hmm. you know, back note to it. Yeah, you know what I am. I'm not going in the, into this with any expectations other than we should get some of that scotch, that scotch ale out of it. Um, we better. I'm There's really... 12 ounces of scotch ale in it, according to the bottle. <laughs> we get <laughs> something else bottle. out of here. Like, I'm going to be a little surprised, too. <laughs> well, you know, as, as long as uh, this wasn't, you know, bottled in conjunction with Subway and their 11-inch subs. Uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, burn. 
Oh, you know what? Subway beer is a bad idea. No, subway beer is something else. Prison wine, yeah. Prison yeah. wine, yeah. All right, yeah. We they, they that hit the cutting room floor, right? I can hear that already. All right, so we've gone around the bottle. John, you gave us a good explanation of what they got on the site. What do you think? Should we uh, get this nasty little uh, beer stopper off the top here? Oh yeah, we better push the the toboggan down the hill, or we're not going to get to the bottom through two beers. Right. We. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. I kind of want to save the cap. Yeah, I know. That's one it's, of the per- some of the prettier caps. I put it on All the right. tree this year. Into the glass it goes. That's very brown. Let's see here. I'll hold this guy up. Yeah, nice, nice head on it. Getting waspy, uh, uh, wispy kind of brown notes from that. It's got bees in it. No, it doesn't have bees in it. All right, that's good. Yeah, very, very rich, caramely looking. It is. It's a very dark caramel. There's a hint of uh, red showing through when you hold it up to the light, but it is like you had said on first notice. There, it's very brown. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it looks like a wee heavy. It does. It looks very squatch. All right. Knows it. Sure. All right. Going in. Don't Ooh, get any multi. in your mustache. It's very multi. It is. Extremely. That's. Wow. How would it, you know, almost. Is it. Almost like a brown ale. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm, that's the, it is that rich and it's, it's caramelized malt is what I'm getting out yeah, of it. Absolutely. That's about the only thing. There may be a hint of like a spice or a clove or a peat note in the back, but it is covered up very very well by that uh gigantic caramel yeah that you know that that there is that peat note back there and i usually don't get that out of a, out of a scotch ale but interesting hmm. all right enough sniffing around we don't say playing? we go for it we're done playing with it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Huh. First sip, one note. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. that caramel back. And... and it's not a brown note, but. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> I've had a toilet paper. <laughs> Insert foghorn sound effect there. <laughs> Jingle bells. Ching, 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 off into the distance. <laughs> I can see his footprints in the snow, but one of them kept leaving this. He was like, was like dragging something, like, I don't know, a piece of paper on the shoe? I don't know. <laughs> so, so the, the, the note is very bright out of that, out of it. I mean, so now that I've gone back and, and sniffed it, the nose is much brighter this time with like that little bit of astringency coming, astringency coming through, but the taste is like you said, it's that one note. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot going on. I I will say after taking a second heap and help in here, there's a little bit starting to open up on the top of it. 
Mm-hmm. But like when you smell it, like I was expecting a gigantic like caramel, a really heavy back to it, and it's fairly light. You know what yeah, I mean? But I, it's, yeah. it's all caramel. Don't get me wrong. It's that sweet malt note, but it's not nearly as thick, heavy, or I I, I can't. Uh, I'm trying to think of another word to describe it that I can't at the moment. But I would think it would be more like cloyingly sweet with the way it smelled, but it is not, it's very actually quite light and a little effervescent. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, it's, it has that little bit of dryness at the end that on your tongue, which is kind of unusual. I could see how you, they would market this to, you know, to have several with family that you maybe don't try to see all that often, but uh, (laughs) you know, when it's, when it tastes like this and it's a 7.5%, Yeah. <laughs> you know, two, you know, after two bottles of this, you're getting into a political argument with your uncle. I know. So, yeah. So what do you want to argue about you- politics or religion? <laughs> <laughs> the politics of religion. Yeah. Mm. It, it, this is really surprisingly light and it's, I wouldn't quite go as far as to say it's refreshing, but like I could mm. definitely have a shortbread cookie or a ginger cookie with this. You know what I mean? You know that, you know, that's, you could drink a couple of these before you eat, get the politics out of the way and get kicked out before you even have to have dinner with anyone. (laughs) Is that a strategy you take? It's like, all right, uh, I'm not having fun. I'm going to see if I can get kicked out. That way I did. That way it wasn't my fault. I left. Nah, I've never really had to employ that strategy more than a couple of times. Nah. But when you do, here's how you do it. So you go in (laughs) and you. You might as Listen well up, just kids. get out a six pack, set it on the table, and just start pounding in front of everyone so they know <laughs> what you're up to and how far away from you to stand. <laughs> What's Mark doing? He's showing exactly how he feels about all of us. Basically, an assertion of dominance. <laughs> just go <laughs> and slam a six pack on the table. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Don't worry. I'm after be- three, I'll be checking out shortly thereafter. I am here yet elsewhere. Right. So but I want to go back. So you mentioned having this with like a shortbread cookie or something. And yeah, I I am just imagining how good a beer like this, where it's fairly neutral. There's not a lot going on, but it's still pleasant mm-hmm. and it's not heavy, even though there's plenty of alcohol in here. It is. It would it would pair really well with like a gingerbread cookie. Oh yes. my gosh! I mean, it just this this would be great with that. That's, Whereas something you know, some of the other Christmassy beers that we've had in the past have like been the treat on their you know yeah. in and of themselves. This is meant to have with something, and I think that's good. Boy, I could see this going with a Christmas turkey or a Christmas ham too. Yeah, this this, this could could pair definitely well. pair yeah. with the whole the whole gamut. It's meant to be part of the gathering and not a focal point. It's complimentary to a lot of things I could see, you know, and mm-hmm. I think by saying the gingerbread cookie or like a molasses cookie, you know what I mean? It's Ooh, it's very yeah. to me it's conducive to um cookies. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Isn't everything conducive to cookies? <laughs> Damn near. <laughs> yeah, you know, let, let's 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 let the brewers if you're out there and you happen to be a brewer, whether you're on a macro level, whether you're a micro brewer, maybe you're a home brewer, remember 
whatever you brew, we want to have it with cookies. Yes. Pick a cookie to drink your beer with. And there then you brew go. your that, beer around that cookie. Right. Well, I think the important thing to note with this one, so this was, okay, first off, this was Bell's Christmas Ale. It's a Scotch Ale. Brewed in bottles by Bell's uh, Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. Seven and a half ABV. But I think the big note to hit on this one is that it is very complimentary, I think, to a variety of not only family dynamic situations, <laughs> but also food and and other uh, like desserts and things. Yep. So uh, yeah, well done, Bells. I mean, really, there's a. Uh, it's it's not a. It's not a beer you have to think about, but it complements. I I could see it complementing a lot of things well, which I think makes it a very versatile. Uh, holiday beer absolutely i agree with everything you said i have nothing more to add it's it's a good beer and uh you don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to it awesome let's get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) next and we're back and uh we have another beer, Mark. We do. What uh, What did you bring me here? I... So this is a Christmas ale, TM, <laughs> which which brings up whole issues with uh, bells back before. <laughs> they trademark Christmas? What if they go out of I'm business? Not... No, no. Christmas ale. And, and oh. it says trademark. I, I'm looking at the website as well as the bottle. So <laughs> this is from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Yeah, how and, great uh, are they? I don't know. They're from Cleveland, Ohio. Eh, you know, go Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland rocks. We can afford to pay for that. Anyway. Do uh, uh, <laughs> I change the melody? No, we're good. Cleveland rocks. Uh, rocks. So this is uh, Christmas Ale from Great Lakes Brewing Company. <laughs> I'm doing Cleveland, you no favors. Ohio. Sorry. No, it's all right, man. We'll, we'll keep rolling with it. We're all good. All right. So... Uh, I'm going to read the bottle first. So it, this says, do, uh, do not open till Christmas, question mark. Whoever coined that phrase obviously hasn't tasted Christmas ales, fresh honey, cinnamon, and ginger flavors. Uh, yeah. So um, and so this is their Christmas ale, an ale with spices and honey. Um, full disclosure, I had this three years ago. Okay. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, A couple, two, three, t- 20, whatever. 20 Tweezy. 20 Tweezy. 20 Tweezy. <laughs> Jeez. All right. <laughs> you know, a year it's been when you can't even call it by its actual name. Got the 20, 20 Tweezies again. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I got the Tweezies again. No, it's just that 2020 has felt like two years, you know, oh not, not one. Uh, but I had this back in 2018. And just loved it, and cool. couldn't get it soon enough. And I, I, I waited too long to get it in 2019, and didn't get to, didn't didn't get to try it. I've had several of these this year because I didn't want to miss out, and so I know exactly what I'm in for. Um, this is a 7.5 percent, just like the Scotch Ale that we had uh, a little bit ago. Um, they have IBUs, and I'm I'm getting very quickly of the mind that I don't care what the IBUs are because yeah. there's IBUs that you test in a lab and there's IBUs that's perceived 
And I think the perception doesn't really come through when they, when they give you the number. So uh, it says 30, who cares? Yeah. Um, I, I think that about a lot of beer numbers, right? They mean things, I think, during the brewing process, and they also mean something on the label when it's all done. But at, at the end of the day, you know, beer is beer. If it's a good beer, it's a good beer. If it's a bad beer, it's a bad beer. Like, those numbers come into play, but it's not the be-all, end-all. So also on the website, before we before we actually crack this, and we should crack this because, darn it, it's been long enough, uh, it also has a flavor uh, heading on it that says a Yuletide's worth of holiday spices and sweet honey to keep you a wassailing or wassailing all season long. Wassailing? I uh, do not no, a, a wassailing where you go around to different. It's it's an old English tradition. I don't recommend doing it on the off season. People will look at you funny on the July Fourth if you're wassailing in front of them. No, or wassailing. Eh, I don't never know how to pronounce that. I should. I just heard somebody say that earlier. I don't know. Anyway. You- <laughs> It says that this pairs with roast duck because we all have that. Do uh, ducks spiced dessert. <laughs> do they? Do, are they going a wassailing? So if you have roast duck a wassailing, or uh, spice desserts, and it also says and ugly Christmas sweaters. Now I don't know if that's roasted ugly Christmas sweaters or candied ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah, that makes me wonder. Like, is it does yeah. like a main course or a dessert or? I don't know. Well, the only way to find that out is to open the bottle. Yeah, maybe we can find some ugly Christmas sweaters in here. <laughs> Little tiny Christmas it's, sweater. Oh, look, it's all full of honey <laughs> ginger and tiny burnt Christmas sweaters. <laughs> oh, look, Frank, a toaster. <laughs> all right, you ready for this, man? Yeah, you ready? Here we go. Three, all right, you count it. Two, one. Oh. Not too bad. All right. Let's give her a pour. Let's. And that Ooh. is pouring quite well. She's so a I know what to. Beaut, John. I, well. Look at her. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That's the clarity on this bad boy oh. is so fun. God, you are not kidding, man. I'm trying to equate it to a color. It's, I want to call it like, God, it almost, it's, it has, uh, I have no words, obviously. <laughs> you cannot speak. <clears throat> so, so to, so to it, me. It's, it's somewhere oh, between like a rose colored, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not like a rosé wine, right? That would be pink. Right. But it has that same clarity, but it's darker by a few shades, quite a few shades, actually. And it's somewhere between, it's like red, orange, peach, and that rosé color, pink. But it's it's much, It's I'm not doing it justice. It's darker than that, but it is the clarity is what is just killing me here crazy we don't we don't drink too many beers like this most of them are either very dark (laughs) or a little cloudy or hazy or this is like i don't know i'm now i'm curious to see what's in here all right well the only way to know let's stick a nose in it Hmm. and for and for me that cinnamon and ginger just pop but not a hot cinnamon right Kind of a baked cinnamon. 
Yeah, the cinnamon's prevalent. I am not picking up much else right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ginger to me is is a little bit of it's it's almost like the little heat in the back, and that's just from the nose. I mean, that's not from the taste yet. Yeah, and it almost like I'm getting. Okay, so hear me out on this one. I'm getting a touch of light fruit on the nose, and I okay don't know if that's the pairing of the cinnamon and ginger and just that uh, back of the beer all kind of together, but it almost smells like, and it's very faint, but it smells like um, almost like a pear. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's just a that... weird, It it's, I shouldn't say weird. It, that sounds off-putting, but it, it's, there, it, there's just this like slight hint of sweetness like out of a very light fruit that I'm picking up on, on the, you know, after, after smelling it a couple of times, absolutely. I get the, I get that fruit note that you're talking about. Um, that's the smell. Yeah. Shall we go for taste? Yeah. Well, why wait around? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Cinnamon. Touch mm-hmm. of honey. I'm still getting a little bit of that light fruit note, and I think that's part of the honey playing around with in here. It was also, hang on. Second taste, you get the ginger to come along with the cinnamon. What's that at the back? So, in in there, the back note on that to me is there is a hops addition that's in here, and it plays nicely because it doesn't you don't pick it up right away yeah and to me there's there's like that hops is just sitting in the back in the back just being a nice little ale and i like that about it the other thing that i got out of that i get out of this um mostly from an impression partly because of the color partly because of the interplay of the ginger and the cinnamon and the honey i get a little get a little cherry out of it yeah I'm still picking that light fruit note and maybe that's where it's headed, but Mm. there is something in there. Yeah. And the reason, one of the reasons that this is so that I, I find this beer um, so appealing is that there's quite a bit going on and the mouthfeel on it is still really light. It's got a little bit of a dryness to it. Kind of like the Scotch Ale did. Um, So it's pretty easy to drink. It's, it's not a, it's not a tough drink for, for anybody who likes ales. You know, if you're really, if lager is all you know, this, this is going to be a little weird, but it's going to be a little, you're going to think it's heavy because it has that caramel into it. But to me, it is a very easy drinking beer and it really seems like Christmas to me where this is, this is the thing when they say that it, it pairs with roast duck. I think that's absolutely true. If you've got a really good Turkey that you've done, I, and I had one of these at Thanksgiving, this works beautifully for that. Nice. I haven't tried it with roast duck yet, but I don't eat a lot of that. It's fascinating. So it's a spiced beer. Typically, mm-hmm. when I think of spiced beers, I think of like heavy cinnamon or heavy clove or, you know, there's some like there's usually a really big spice note somewhere in it. Whereas mm-hmm. this, it's really subtle, but it's really well done. And the cool thing about it being very subtle is that it's the backbone of the beer is really light, which makes the whole experience, you know, it kind of elevates it 
to the point of instead instead of having that like a heavy caramel note or something like that, it really lifts it. I don't want to call it light and fruity, but it's light like a light fruit. You know what I mean? It's very non-filling. Mm-hmm. It's going to you don't have to think about it really hard, even though there is enough going on to keep you interested. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, good. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think I think you've hit on it. It's uh, that that's kind of the the beauty of a beer like this um, that has used spices that are generally considered pretty pretty forward. Usually, if you're saying I'm putting yeah. cinnamon into this drink and they hand it to you, you know you're expecting to get hit. Same thing with ginger. In in this way, they just found that balance Very and they found much. it right with that sweetness. And I think that they did it with, I, I wish they had more information on exactly how they made the beer. There's a fact sheet. I'm not going to even look at it, but there's <laughs> there. Um, which, so now I'm complaining about something that I'm not even going to follow up on. Uh, dude, nobody reads facts anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't believe, you know, I believe this, <laughs> even though the facts tell me differently. I'll find, I'll open the dang fact sheet. What is it telling me? <laughs> All right. I'm open, and it says underscore. Picking at you, I know I'm picking at myself. All right, so so I open the fact sheet on the website, and they have two extra. They have two extra paragraphs here that I think we might want to shoot through. So the first thing is it it it's entitled, and I I don't know that this should ever make the podcast, but this says behind the name, it says spiced holiday ales may be prevalent these days, but in 1992, when our first, when our brewers first created a wintry ale with honey, cinnamon, and ginger, 1992, uh, it was among the, it was among the first of its kind. It's a Christmas ale remains a celebrated brew steeped in warm memories and nostalgia. Each year guests line up around the block to taste the first pints of the season of the season at the brew pub's annual Christmas ale first pour event. Uh, so that's behind the name. I, and then it says about the style. It says spiced winter seasonal beers date back to the Middle Ages when spices were used in place of hops to add flavor to beer. The style reemerged in the late 1800s in Western Europe via mulled versions of holiday ales and has gained a resurgence thanks to uh, winter beers featuring seasonal spices. Spiced winter beers tend to be stronger, darker, and warming. I don't. Well, this one is stronger, not darker, but I could see where yeah. it would be warming. Yeah, I don't know. I to to me, this is this is my my go to Christmas beer. It has been for a couple of years, and so that's the when I want a Christmas beer. This is where I'm going now. There's some other ones out there. There's Celebration. There's a bunch of other really super good Christmas beers that I don't want to miss out on. Uh, but my my mainstay is. This bad boy right here. Yeah. It's it's very good. I like it a lot, to be honest. I, I didn't know, like, I'm not a huge spice beer fan, but the two we've had, so, like, tonight, I we're checking a lot of boxes here. You know what I mean? So that was Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas Ale. Yes. Uh, any last thoughts there? It's good. That is all. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> That's all no, it is. It is. It's really good. It's very light. Mm-hmm. This the spice notes. The honey really, I think, is what's now that I'm drinking through this a little more, is a really driving factor without it being overpowering. Like it's super subtle. Everything about this beer is quite subtle, to be perfectly honest, but it's so well executed that mm-hmm. it's it's 
unreal how drinkable it is. And uh, it's really good. I, this would be a good beer almost any time of the year, except for probably the hot summer months where you wouldn't right. want to kick that, you know, cinnamon ginger kind of note down. But mm-hmm. man, thank you so much for bringing this one. This is awesome. Oh yeah, you're welcome. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you like them. One of my mainstay go tos. This is this has always been a, a very Christmassy thing for me. Oh yeah, and and you know tradition tradition's really nice, and it's really nice to bring beer into it. This is one that that uh, I really like to to kind of sip along um, throughout the course of it, uh, of an evening, especially when there's a good meal involved. So. Yeah. And and for no other reason this that makes it a really good Christmas beer. So agreed. Thanks for letting me drink your beer, John. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cling. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. So I hope everyone out there has a happy, healthy holiday season, and uh, for Driftless Drinks... My name is John. My name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy for us. And as always, drink good beers and make sure that you use the right (laughs) tagline at the end of the damn podcast. John, see my face on I know. It's a YouTube video. I'm about to break this story. I know. Dang. (laughs) Isn't it all YouTube? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Man, the whole world does the the inner tubes. You know what I mean? I get out there and I'm watching videos and downloading people voices and all this stuff. I believe this beer was made in a prison toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It is amazing. (laughs) 